Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, it's nice for you to be back. Yeah, Last I know, time uh, um, I had a guest. I know you had somebody <laughs> much more beautiful than me sitting in this chair. I, I have to agree. Yeah, I do yeah. have to agree with and that. And she is in Hawaii right now. I know. I'm not sure when this is going to be Shout aired, out to or, Brooke. But, Brooke Parker. Uh, Brooke is in Hawaii on she her helped, victory yes, trip. Yes, I'm so. so glad. I'm so glad. I'm sure she's yeah. having a great time. I got a few pictures and it looks fun. But uh, sorry, I couldn't be there. For that. I know. But it, That's uh, good. it sounds like it went well. Yeah, it did. Look forward it to did. watching that. Yeah. But today a um exciting opportunity for us um to hear the story of how knowing you matter started mm-hmm. and we're honored to have in studio uh cindy coleman cindy yeah. welcome thanks for Thank being you here so much for having me absolutely I yeah. yeah yeah we have we met a few what few maybe about a year a few months back something yeah. Yeah. um heard a lot about you um i'm sure you heard a little bit about us we unfortunately have something um, or we're part of a club that nobody wants to be a part of. Right. Yes. Um, But first of all, if you don't mind, just tell me about you. Tell me about you and your husband and how many children you have. If you're born and raised around here. Yes. Okay. So um, I was born in Southern California and when I was eight years old, my dad wanted to get out of the smog and, um, moved to Paso Robles. So he, we, I grew up, um, you know, in Paso Robles, um, went to Cal Poly for five years. Um, it took me five years. Okay. Pretty normal, <laughs> <Yeah>. I think. <laughs> Met my husband in college and we've been married almost 29 years. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. We're right behind you. We are. <laughs> 29 years in October, actually. Awesome. Um, and we have five sons. Well, we, we have one in heaven. That's right. And mm-hmm. um, we have two grandsons. So nice. Yay. Congratulations. That's so, so exciting. Now tell me. Strong. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we're we're boy parents as yeah. well, so we can relate. I yep. I always wanted a girl, but I guess God knew something different. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Um okay, so what what are their ages? What how do they yep. range? So our oldest is twenty eight. So we have a slew of August birthdays. So twenty eight, twenty six. Mikey's birthday would be uh, this month, 20. So he would have been 23, um, September 28th. And then Joey, it just turned 20. And then Danny is almost 15. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you got one in high school still. One in high school, sophomore. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. And he's at Arroyo Grandy. He's at Arroyo Grandy High School. Okay. So what brought you to, um, obviously went to Cal Poly, but what brought you to the Arroyo Grandy area and not go back to Paso? I just fell in love with this area. I mean, you know, going to Cal Poly my last year, I lived in Pismo Beach and I just stayed, you know, it was just like, um, we were going to a church up in San Luis Obispo and they encouraged five cities, people who were kind of living down in the five cities area to, to go to the church down here. So we did, we began to attend the vineyard. Awesome. Years and years ago. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great so I just church. love the area, the weather. Yes, the I know, people. right? You can't beat the you weather. Can't. <laughs> the love Paso Robles. Yeah. <laughs> but it's those triple digit days yes, that it I'm is. like, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Great. But yeah. your parents still live there. They do. Good. Yes. That's great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So you get to yep. go up there and visit and yep. and they get to come down here. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's yep. great. Um so as Holly alluded to, we're yeah. unfortunately part of a 
a club where we've lost a child before yes. their time. Yes. And I know it's hard, but mm -hmm. why don't you tell our listeners about your son and uh, yeah. what happened? Yeah. So um, Mikey um, was the middle son, right? Right mm -hmm. smack in the middle, two older than him, two younger than him. Um, Mikey was so um, amazing. Um, he was a people connector. Mm. Um, he had tons of friends. Um, he was an artist. He had over 100 pieces of art that he wow. had done. Even in high school, he there's a mural that's, you know, across the hallway um, in the math lab that I believe is still there that wow. he personally did and was wow. encouraged to do. He wanted to do it of Einstein and some planets is just a crazy piece of, you know, Neat. art that he produced. Um, Mikey was a very strong Christian. Mm. Um, he was, um, he, he graduated and then went on to Cal Poly. So he was, he was attending Cal Poly and, um, he was leading Bible studies. He, um, he loved hiking and surfing and he was mm. just really, really active and camping. He camped all the time with his yeah. friends. Um, and he was just amazing. He was, a industrial technology major. He had so many different gifts that it was hard, I think for him to hone in on what it was that he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then pretty much out from nowhere, um, I was trying to call him. And he always answered my calls. So right away, I was like, I wonder where Mikey is. And I thought he was camping with his friends. And I asked a couple of friends, gosh, I don't know why Mikey's not calling me back. And um, I had only been literally a day, I mean, like a day, day and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to go teach a tennis lesson, and it was still on my mind. You know, he hadn't returned my call. And I kept trying to call. I took breaks off the court and would try to call again. And then I just got a sick feeling in my stomach after the lesson. And I called all of his friends. I called about 15 friends and nobody had seen him. And um, I just knew I called my mom. I called my husband. I was like, something's wrong. Like Mikey would call me back and none of his friends have seen him. And then one of his friends had finally i found out had seen him going um into montana de oro while he was driving out of montana de oro and i asked his friend well was he with someone and he said no he was by himself and i said are you sure you know he's by himself mm -hmm. and at that point um a search team had gone out they found his car um there was probably 150 people friends family at this point um, it was just that mother's, that was mm -hmm. just that mother's, Intuition like something's of, wrong, right. you know, and, um, and he had taken his life. They found mm. him and he had taken his life and it just mm. rocked our worlds completely, um, turned us upside down. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, uh, truly, um, you know, um, I think, I think, sorry. That's no, okay. we understand. Um, I think the hard part was there was just everything to love. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, when everyone was searching and I was in 
the back room of my house, my prayer room. I had probably 40 people filtering back there. We were praying. We were, um, I didn't know at that time that it was suicide. You know, I, I thought they'd found his car out there. I thought yeah. maybe he fell off a cliff. Maybe he drowned. Maybe he was surfing. I don't right. know because he liked to surf and he wasn't a very good surfer. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know, you know, I yeah. just never even once crossed my mind yeah. ever right. that it could be suicide. And, um, so my husband didn't tell me until he, he called me from, you know, when they were searching and said, he's gone, he's with the Lord. And then when he came back, he, um, he told me that he had taken his life and, um, I, 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 I was just in literal shock, sure. you know, absolute. I didn't even know where to go with that. Mm literally did not know where to go with, um, that. Mm. And, um, yeah. Um, I think the thing that Mikey was so lovable, mm -hmm. literally the most, um, the person for real that, you know, just always was connecting with people, reaching out. Mm -hmm. He was always like, just loved the the lowly, you know, mm -hmm. just he always reached out to the homeless. He reached out to people who were down. He, he right. had a friend that was in a wheelchair and constantly took him places. And he was just always the one to right. just love people. And so I had, and Daryl had, and pretty much Everybody in our entire family and all of his friends, he just didn't have enemies. He just flat out didn't have enemies. And right. so um, it, it just, it was so, and still, you know, it's like the shock level of it was right. not only have you lost your child, but, you know, he died by suicide. He, you know, like, yeah. how could this even be Mikey? Right. You know, right. I right. mean, just right. Mikey, really? Right. Um, cause there were no flags. No, I mean, he was, there was nothing. First of all, I didn't know anything about suicide. I really didn't know anyone, maybe a couple people who had ever, this right. had ever happened to. Right. So it right. just wasn't even on our radar. Right. You're yeah. He's coming from a loving family. He's a loving yeah. kid. He's got friends. He's yeah. going right. to school. Yeah. I mean, everything yeah. seems to be going yeah. for him. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, you know, grief is, your grief is so much mm -hmm. different than our grief, but it's all grief. Yes, yes it is. And, yeah. um, you know, this is September. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is Suicide Prevention Month. Yeah. And um, suicide's an epidemic in this country. Yeah. Yes, it is. Especially yeah. right now with COVID. Yep. Um, people have lost a lot of hope. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, they're allowing circumstances that they can't control to dictate the way they feel. Yep. And they feel that suicide is the only way out. Yeah. And you've taken, you and your husband have mm -hmm. taken your grief. Yeah. Similar to what we've done with 17 Strong. Yeah. And you started Knowing You Matter. Yeah. Which is. Tulsa, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. But let me just go yeah. back a little bit just to say that um, Steve and I heard all about the, I don't even know how long the search went on, but we knew people that were part of the search and mm -hmm. we knew because it was on the news and it was um, pretty public mm -hmm. to know. Yeah. Um, 
And then we, rem- I remember when they did find him, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that yeah. he came from a Christian mm-hmm. family and a, mm-hmm. um, very well-rounded family, um, that everybody was a little start, like just struck by that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how, how can yeah. that be? How can mm-hmm. it be? Um, but I do believe that this community rallies mm-hmm. around so well yeah. to allow you to have your space, but yet love on you at yeah. the same time. So, Absolutely. um, I just want, yeah, I just wanted you to know that we were a part of those prayers in those, um, cause it, we understand what it's like, not maybe in the same cir- yeah. circumstances, yeah. but it's, um, it's, it's still grief and it's, yeah. it hurts and it's, mm-hmm. it's losing a child. Nobody should ever have no, to experience. No. no. And, um, it's horrific, but I do love, and of course I did hear about you knowing, knowing you matter. So I'd love for you to, um, talk about that and how maybe it um, developed and came about. Yeah. Well, um, I was basically before Mikey, excuse me, I was in um, full swing teaching tennis. Um, I started club tennis and I have 12 12 years of just inspiring young people. Just, you know, I played tennis my whole life and and, um, I just love the game and I compete and was loving that. But it was very interesting that in December, right before Mikey died, so it was December, I was talking to Mikey and I was just saying, you know, I'm just, I love tennis and I love what I've done with the kids, but I just really feel like the grace is lifting. Like, I just feel like I'm going to be going in a different direction Mm. in 2019, not knowing that January 4th, 2019, this happened with my son, but I'd already felt a shift And after Mikey died, um, I was sitting in front of the fireplace, which was right where we had our last conversation. And um, it just came over me that I'm going to do something with this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let (laughs) the enemy win. Yeah. That beauty for ashes that Mikey was that person that literally let everyone know that they mattered mm. and that I wasn't going to let this defeat um, me, my husband, my family, you know, others. Um, and that we would take the tragedy and do something positive to make a difference. Absolutely. We didn't really know. And my husband had the same thing, Daryl and I both. I mean, it was literally the first week that I was like, no, I'm, I just felt the prompting of God just saying, you're doing something with this, move forward. Right. And so we were grieving all along the way. And my husband felt the very same thing, even though he was in full swing doing business and everything. We began to drive to Los Olivos every Friday as we grieved together, him and I. We would go and have lunch together every single week for several months And we began to just sit down with each other, pray, ask God, what do you want to do with this? Like we Mm. didn't know, well, what, first of all, what is the name of the organization going to be called? Right. We knew that it was going to have something to do with you matter. Mm. We looked, we searched, we prayed, and we finally came up with knowing you matter. Mm. And we got it. We were so, felt so good about it. We, uh, a friend of ours was so wonderful. He was in our wedding. Mm. He was a, 
designed our logo and he was so wonderful. And we just knew that whatever piece of this was going to be, we are going to let people know that they're loved, accepted, and that they matter. Mm. And that we can actually, uh, one of the very first pieces, and that's where we met Nate, Mm -hmm. you know, our video our video guy, yeah, both of us. We both use them. That we love we, them. Yeah, we yeah. felt so strongly about telling our story to really break the stigma of suicide and mental health because we realized that everybody struggles. We yes. all have something in our lives, whether it be anxiety, depression, um, PTSD. It, I mean, oh yeah, anything that we're struggling with and not to mention being then shortly in a pandemic mm-hmm. where people are isolated in their homes and struggling with many, many things. Mm-hmm. But we just felt super strongly about, um, you know, beginning to just tell our story so that we could we could break that stigma of if, if other people mm-hmm. were going through through this, you know, maybe they don't have the same exact story, but they could be struggling with their mental health or maybe they lost someone to suicide like we had. Mm-hmm. That the more um, there's so much shame that tries to attach itself to this topic, but that was yes. one thing because so many people ask me this question about shame. Well, do you you know feel shame? You go, you know, I I will say this is that I've been blessed in the fact that I decided to not let shame cover me amen you know what that amen. is amen i love that, that point so because good i know so many mm-hmm. people so good that that have lost someone to, to suicide and shame i i've never yeah. put a, a, a name yeah. to it yeah. a word to it and that's it that yeah. is you that know? is it and that is a choice yeah and i believe that you know if you didn't make that choice the enemy yeah. would have uh, his way to get yeah. in there and no yeah absolutely not that yeah. is not gonna happen and i feel that um i just love the fact that you're talking about things that people don't want to talk about it's a hard subject to talk yeah. about oh, mental health hard. Yeah. people don't want to talk about it yeah. and it is so it's yeah. People need it. We yeah. see it with people after cancer, life after yeah. cancer. Mm-hmm. They have PTSD. They, yeah. um, they, it is. It, they need to talk about those hard things. Yeah. And um, suicide is one of them that yeah. you know we worry about with a few mm-hmm. of ours. That um, you know, survival guilt also yeah. is a thing. Yeah. So um, you know, but mental health is a big, big problem yes. in this people's. country. Period. I agree. Yes, in this, yep. You know, we there's yep. so many aspects of things that go on that are not good, whether it be mass shootings, whether it be um, ordinary crime or assault or abuse. Right. It can be traced back to mental health. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's a problem in this country and we need to address it and drugs aren't the answer, you know, because drugs just mask uh, an internal problem. We need to get to the root of the problem. And, I don't know what that is because mm-hmm. I'm not a mental health expert, but right. I mean, your story shows precisely that it's a bigger problem because you have a son yeah. that was mm-hmm. loved, well-liked Absolutely. and from, come from a loving family and still did it. Yeah. Right. So we don't know what the answer yeah. is, right. exactly. but we know that it needs to be addressed. Absolutely. 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 And you're putting yourself out there too, um, mm-hmm. because that is, that's huge. I would like, if you don't mind to go, what, how did the, the other siblings deal mm-hmm. with and because I am a firm mm-hmm. believer that 
everybody grieves differently and it looks different for yes. everybody. And since you have yeah. you have four other kids, mm -hmm. so what was that? How did they deal with this? I think, I, I think first I would address like, um, as a family, we were able to really come together, um, individually. I can't speak on every sure. one of my family members. I can speak, uh, I'll start with, um, the younger boys, you know, I felt it super important to get them in with a counselor mm -hmm. that we, we know that we looked really hard to get the right person to, you know, work with them. Um, and they began counseling. They also did some church counseling, a little mm -hmm. bit of that as well. Um, and they, you know, they seem to be doing really well, mm -hmm. you know, um, the older boys have gone through a little bit of counseling, you know, um, I tend to be a lot more verbal about my grief, but everybody processes so differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the grief process as well, um, we've done some things together. Um, we went up to our cabin to, um, my whole family, we did a worship time together. Mm. We all ran around 30 of us all went around to, talk about Mikey. We had his ashes up there. We um, had a moment together, all of us as a family, to all be able to go around and not just tell, not just talk about our sadness, mm. but just to be able to talk about some really good memories with Mikey too. Mm. So that's been a way of mm -hmm. healing. And I think as we kind of provided that, you know, way to be able to do that sure. as a family and everybody had that space and mm -hmm. we just worshiped together um our oldest son at the memorial and this is one way i believe he helped him with his grief was i asked him to sing a song could you sing a song you know at mikey's memorial and i can't remember what song i asked him to sing and one day he was um you know getting ready to play that song and he was on youtube and he found another song and he began to weep as he listened to the song and it just, I think it had just come out and, um, and like 12 doves just flew over his head at that moment. And he's oh. weeping over this song and it was called raise a hallelujah. Mm. And it says up from the ashes, um, uh, I, I wish I, I had, arise. yeah, hope will arise. Mm. Death is defeated. Needed. The King is King alive. Is alive. Mm. And he sang that song at the three hour memorial service and it, we stood up and we raised our hands and we just gave the glory to the Lord that, that despite the, it, this horrible tragedy, because that's what it is. And, yeah, and it is the most gut-wrenching, hardest, most horrific thing that any parent could go through. It is, it's indescribable truly mm. what it, it is like. And you guys yeah. know, and we know the, the, what it what it feels like, but to realize that even in the middle of the storm that we could raise our hallelujah and mm. know, we know where he is. We know where Ryan is. Mm. We know where they are. And that in the middle of the storm, I'm, I'm still going to raise my hallelujah to the Lord, that mm. he is still the King and the Lord of my life. And whatever happened, whatever the disconnect was, which I, realized and i'm going to speak on this is that 
so many people came and, you know, I was very open to people coming in. You know, it was hard for me to go out for a while. Sure. But I, people, it was good for them to come mm-hmm. in. And after we lost Mikey and talk and so many people, why, how, this, aren't you mad, aren't you? And all of these things. And I, we tried to figure out why, how did this happen? How is this even possible? Mm-hmm. Like, how did Mikey, I, I, Lord, what happened? What was the trigger? Right. And I finally, about three or four months in, I decided a lot of it's a decision that the why piece that I don't know the answer to mm-hmm. was not getting me any closer to my healing. Right. And it wasn't helping me nope. navigate through my grief that I was going through. Right. At and, that and time. I'll agree to that. I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. You, you I don't go there. Why yeah. why's are unanswerable. Yeah. I don't go there. If I had the answer, I would t- I would have told every person. Right. But I didn't have an answer. Yeah. The closest I got to an answer was just my own speculation of Mikey was a caretaker. He loved people and he gave of himself always. Mm. And maybe he never really, and I still don't know that this is the answer, but did he ever really ask for what he needed? Mm. What he needed, that deeper need. Right. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I can really come up with, but I don't even know if that is what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my answer is, I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever know. That's right. But I could still, I'm never going to move on from Mikey, but I will move forward in my life. That's a great way to put it because we're we're the, we're the same way. We're, you know, you're never going to be completely healed. You you learn how to live and to move forward. And it's a choice people have to make. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we get, asked that all the time. I think Holly was asked that last night. Hey, I've got, you know, a, a friend of mine that's in bed that yeah. it won't get out, lost a young wife or a son or a daughter or whatever it is. What can you do? Mm-hmm. It's a choice they have to yes. make. Absolutely. It's a choice they have to make. You yeah. can encourage them and yeah. be a supporter and say, mm-hmm. Hey, come on, let's that's get right. out of the house. Let's go for a walk. Let's yeah. do something. Yeah. But it's a choice. Um, yeah. Early on with 17 strong, we got some very difficult hate mail. And it was from people that were hurting and you could see the hurt coming out in, in the mail. And it was like, nobody cared when this happened to me, but Mm -hmm. that was their choice. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. made a choice to move forward. And it doesn't mean starting a nonprofits for everybody, right? you know, but go do something in that person's Mm -hmm. honor. Go do a cancer walk. Yeah. Go volunteer at, um, yeah. you know, a community center, yeah. do something mm-hmm. that you can put yeah. the memory of that person right. Right. on a pedestal That's right. That's right. and it's right. your choice, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and life is all about choices It is. Yes. Yes. and you know, you can sit there and wallow in your own pity yeah. and cry and grieve mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. grieve and grieve. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know what? I understand the hurt might never go away and it yeah. won't. Right but I'm going to learn to live and I'm yeah. going to learn to move forward. Amen. That's right. That's so, right. That's, that's um, good. And speaking of moving forward, you are doing your first conference. Yes. We have a little flyer here. It's called mm-hmm. the knowing you matter conference, and mm-hmm. you're going to have some special guests mm-hmm. and it's a one day mental mm-hmm. health conference. Yeah. It's um, it's five to eight, September 25th at Grace Bible church. And we're having a mental health suicide prevention and just some 
organizations to connect to for young people. For It's for any age. Awesome. And we're going to have probably 18 different organizations. We're so excited. Yeah. Um, and then we're just going to have, you know, that fair. We're going to have some great food, too. Um, Good. Charcuterie board. Awesome. We're going to have. Um, and then we're going to have a speaker. Um, he's amazing. Um, Sam Anthony Lucania. He's coming, and he's just going to give a great message on no matter, he's going to tell his testimony. Oh, great. Um, and so ma- no matter what people are going through, whether it's, like I said, anxiety, depression, PTSD, mm-hmm. any anything that right. somebody's struggling with in their mental health, that the message is really you're not alone. You matter. There's help for you. There's hope for that's you. That's right. Yep. That's right. And yeah. is this for just survivors or is this for anyone? This is absolutely any- anybody. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this. Um, you know, through our organization, Knowing You Matter, it's, we have, you know, three different groups that we're targeting, which is um, the suicide loss survivor, mm-hmm. the one who's attempted and survived, and also those that are struggling with their mental health and are, are struggling with yes. um, suicide, suicidal thoughts. Um, but we, the beautiful piece is that we're going to, through some documentary work and these different interviews mm-hmm. with different people, they're going to tell their stories. Yes. And the it's a hope message, though. It's yeah. a hope that no matter what someone's struggling with, that um, there's hope and there's there's Absolutely. resources out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. That a lot of times, like as parents, we, as parents, as people going through different mental health uh, things, um, we don't know what the resources are. Right. And so I've been part of the Slow County Suicide Prevention Council where there's all these different organizations. And so I've been learning on Zoom, mm-hmm. you know, through COVID, you know, all these organizations that we have out there, like the Central Coast Hotline and yeah. Transitions Mental Health and American Foundation of Suicide Prevention and all kinds of organizations that I never even knew about. Right, right. So I'm really, I am so excited about a lot of these organizations in our community coming out. That's amazing. So it's a community-wide event um, for anyone. That's that's great. Congratulations on that. We're excited. uh, Yeah, for sure. Again, that is uh, Saturday, September 25th from 5 to 8 p.m. Yep. Yep. At uh, Grace Bible Church in Arroyo Grande, California. Yeah. Um, That'll be awesome. That'll be great. I really mm-hmm. feel. But another thing I wanted to talk about just a little bit is um, your book. Mm-hmm. It's um, The Valley of Grief. Um, I I know that we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and where how it came about? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, just as um, like at the very beginning when I was sitting in front of the fireplace and it was like, you're going to do something with this. And we started the foundation mm-hmm. just as soon as that happened. And I began to journal as I started, as I was going through counseling, I had the best counselor ever. And, um, she talked a lot about journaling and I was, I began to just journal pretty much journal my random thoughts. And I, only, did you journal before or you were not, ju- I, I, I've always been one to write out my prayers, but not so much journaling okay. my personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I just, the feelings and emotions were so strong, Mm -hmm. as you guys know what it's like to lose a child. Um, I didn't even know where to go with it. I didn't know what to do with everything that was inside of me. And so every time like a really intense emotion hit me Mm -hmm. and it could be, I have them titled in there. They are literally titled randomly as they came. It could be feeling alone. 
Oh, yeah. You know, you could have people surrounding you, but in it all, you feel alone. Mm -hmm. So they're very raw journal entries. They're not pretty. They're exactly what I went through unedited. Um, But I... Uh, I attached a scripture to the, for the day, uh, for, for each journal entry. So alongside of my raw journal entries is a scripture, um, for the day. And then a thought for the day that I actually applied to my life. Like, Mm. although that I'm feeling these feelings, you know, God has whatever, whatever it would be, you know, truly, uh, comforted me and whatever the thought is. And, I just felt super impressed to move forward, to put this to print Mm -hmm. because um, I just, I felt when I was trying to navigate through my own grief, I wanted to read something that was a, somebody's personal experience. I didn't want to read a clinical book on grief, like, oh, first is this step. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get all that, but. It wasn't where I was at. Right. right. Tell me about somebody yes. that's gone through this. Yeah. Exactly. There was one book or there was one devotional that somebody had given me and it was somebody's personal experiences. And that was the only thing that really hit me. So I began to just do my own. Like, okay, right. I'm just gonna put this to paper. And so um it was so healing. Um, it was so healing for me to just and so I've been um, giving that to a lot of um, suicide loss survivors along with our hope bags, which is what we're doing uh, through our foundation is Knowing You Matter Hope Bags. That is what I wanted you to talk about, too. That <laughs> yeah. just segued right into yep. it. Um, so tell us a little bit about, because I know yep. that that was kind of developed because somebody gave you something. And yes. then it, mm-hmm. tell me about that, the hope yeah. bags. Um, very early on, uh, probably the first week or second week um, after my key, and I didn't really open a lot of things that came to the door because I was just, you oh, know, yeah. just you're just devastated. Um, and but a couple of friends had said, "Look at this basket, Cindy." And somebody had left this basket at the door. It had immunity tea, vitamin C packs, books on grief. It had just comforting things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, we'll open it up. And they opened it up and made me some tea. And I actually used everything in there because I felt like with all the crying and grieving, I felt like my system was failing. Oh. I mean, and I'm a really healthy person and I was just, I just wasn't doing that well right. physically yeah. speaking. Yeah. And so I, as Daryl and I were, you know, starting the foundation, I said, you know, I really feel we should do, um, I initially didn't call it a hope bag. I called it a grief basket, but we, we changed that to, we wanted to put the word hope yes, on the bag. And so we called it a knowing you matter hope bag. So we, we are now getting it into Cal Poly and some of the school districts, schools, um, we're giving it to different partnering organizations. Mm. And it, within the bag, we have a stress ball, a, a journal, um, immunity tea. We have a beautiful cup. We have um, vitamin C pack. We have a personal letter that we have written to the individual. And then we have a card in there with a QR code where they can scan it and get resources for the wow. particular things that they're struggling with that has resources. And so um, I've been actually even personally giving out these hope bags to suicide loss survivors, a lot of parents who have lost children. Mm. And it has just been 
so powerful to give somebody one of these bags and to say, and sometimes not say anything yeah. and just say, oh, yeah. you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so here. Important. We're here. Yeah. Right. We're yep. here. You're not alone. That's right. You know, and sometimes because when I first lost Mikey, the very first thing I wanted was to talk to somebody who'd actually gone through losing a child by suicide mm. because it was so intense of a thing. And I finally did find someone and it just was powerful for me to be able to talk to somebody who had gone through the exact same thing that I went through. That's interesting. That's Mm -hmm. so interesting. Because I remember Ryan um, would not want to talk to somebody that may not be on the same page as he was. You know, he's like, I don't know where that person is in their faith. And I don't know where that person. He didn't want anybody to talk to him that was going to bring him down. He wanted to be lifted up or he was always the encourager to be able to go. Nope, my faith is this way. I believe this. And no one's going to tell me different. So that's, um, that's where that's great that you were able to find somebody and find somebody that that really resonated with your story and Mm -hmm. um and that you did with theirs because Mm -hmm. sometimes you just don't see things at the same level or the same um so that's important but that's Mm -hmm. that's amazing I'm glad that that you were able to get the health help that you needed but Mm -hmm. also I do know that I have had to reach out to you a couple of times just to get some resources because I wasn't familiar with the resources in our in Mm -hmm. our community and Mm -hmm. um for you know Victor Trip recipients or possible Mm -hmm. Victor Trip recipients that were in the pipeline and stuff so Mm -hmm. I believe it's such an important thing Mm -hmm. and it's so good that we're talking about it and um doing a conference and being able to you know have resources at Mm -hmm. your fingertips I agree yeah Mm -hmm. how do people get in touch with you how do we sign up for the conference and if they're have yeah. someone that, that mm-hmm. needs help, what's the best way to reach out to your organization? Yeah, it just, and you can go to our website at knowingyoumatter.org and, and just, this is a free conference. So you can get free, you know, just, nice. you can RSVP through, it'll link you over to the Eventbrite and nice. it's, and you know, and if, yeah, just go straight to our website and straight you can get every, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are going to do a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. I believe that's mm-hmm. um, later on in the year. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know it's, yeah, please do. Yeah, right here at Thousand Hills Ranch. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I think it is. Or before, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. so November 20th, and um, it begins at 4.30. So it's um, called Harvest of Hope. Again, we have the word hope in there. There you go. Yeah, and um, we're just, we're doing a live and a silent auction and a dinner. Good. And so we'd love for anybody who could come out to come support That's good, and this is your first. This will be your first. First dinner. That's awesome. Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So I'm sure that the details will get a little bit. They'll get. mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll have more details. We'll have Nate put some uh, information on our uh, website yeah. on how to get a hold of knowing you matter. But, uh, right. Cindy, it's right. been a pleasure. It's been Thank so you. good. Thank you and, so and, much. You know, I so... We, are, we grieve with you over your loss. We understand. You. And, um, you know, I think what you're doing for mental health and for survivors. Thank you. And people that are struggling with mental health is yeah. incredible. Mm. Thank so, you. So um, just... Yeah. We wish you all the best. Yes, with, for with sure. Knowing you matter, and you. you know, I'm sure we will be partnering with you in oh, the future. Oh, I definitely thank love you. having you as a resource. So yeah. thank you so much. 
So and thanks to our studio engineer, yes. Mr. Nate Han, <laughs> as always. We need a little round of applause in yes, the background. We do. We do. But uh, with that, we'll wrap up another 17 Strong podcast. And uh, thank you again. Thank you so to much. To our listeners, to our supporters, thank you. Yes. And remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.